Hello and welcome to a Game 2 rebuttal edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. It is 1-1 going to Boston, which I think we all pretty much thought it was going to be. Tough to predict the details of how it all goes down. Uh, But obviously, you know, we talked plenty about that Game 1 in Boston's fourth quarter. This game played out similarly, except... The third quarter was even more explosive. Warriors won it by 21 points. They won that third quarter. And that just bled over into a fourth where Ime Udoka pulled the plug with like 11 minutes left. Man, that was an early plug, wasn't it? Like, I mean, they were down 29. I get it. But, whoo, you don't see coaches. You know what? Jason Tatum needs a rest. That's what I saw it as. Partly, at least. That You know, he's been he played almost a whole game to that point. Do you want to keep pushing it with Jason Tatum and wear him down for what we can all imagine is going to be a really long series? That's why Curry sat Curry down for the whole fourth quarter, even when he got a little slightly little nervous there, 22 points. This is going to, I think both coaches are kind of battening down. This is going to be a long, hard, tough, physical series, and we've just seen two parts of it. Yeah, I mean, if Boston's down 1-0 at that point and they need to chase down a win, like maybe they're trying to push it. But, you know, job's somewhat completed by them. I mean, uh, you know, they've got to be feeling good going back. But let's – I don't know which aspect of this game you necessarily want to talk uh, first. What stands out to, to either of you most? Uh, probably the return of Gary Payton. I think that was a obviously a huge deal, especially with the way – Clay Thompson has started the series and and Jordan Poole, but also the difficulty of how Boston attacks. I mean, they just got dudes who just <coughs> Jason and Jalen, like Wiggins is doing, it's probably as good as you can do on Jason, but they've been having a problem with with Jalen, and and on because of that, they're also having a problem with Derek White. So just to have GP on there to be able to go defend somebody, and also. It's always true with GP. I know I know TK was messing with Warriors fans about him not shooting, but we've said it all year long. His off his greatest offensive contribution is the transition that he creates. He's a get out and run. He gets to steal, he gets to stops. When he's on the floor, they just play faster. Not to mention like his dunker spot, his ability to, to produce at the rim. He is an impact on offense and that's how they gotta play. I don't think they just can't get too much half court on this team. If they do, then it needs to be Curry high pick and roll. But you're asking Clay and Wiggins to create against this defense. It's just that's not a good plan. This is in this is at Chase. We haven't seen like in Boston yet, right? So to me, like having GP coming back, having that ace in the hole, and because the way he plays is the best way they need to play, I think that's a huge deal, not just for this game, but for the rest of the series. You know, I had heard in the lead up that game two was likely Gary Payton's game. And there was a lot of uh, game one. We're not sure yet health-wise. And, like, you know, I'm now taking a step back, watching him play 25 minutes, thinking, you know, that is does not look like a guy who couldn't have played in game one. But, you know, maybe you give Iguodala the chance, you try some whatever rotation you wanted to script in game one, you give Gary Payton's elbow a couple days. But to me, it's like, like that... 25 minutes he gave tonight, he's going to get those 25 minutes the rest of the series because he fits this series. He's by far the best option of, of, you know, their fringe guys. And there was points tonight, I'm sure you guys would agree, especially the way Clay has been shooting and Poole has been playing, where you were watching the lineup of Steph, Wiggins, um, Draymond, and then Gary Payton and Otto Porter. It's like, this is their best lineup in the series. This is their best lineup. Terrible stretch 
and they went to the timeout, and Poole, I think Poole had came out earlier, but Clay sat too, so it's like, Steve was like, yo, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with y'all. Like, I'm done with you scorers. Like, it was some dudes who were going to guard. I, I thought that was pretty it's funny. Steph's got to play great offensively for that to work, right? Because you've got a lot of non-shooters in that group uh, or non-dynamic offensive players. But if Steph's going to be as dynamic as he was tonight, then you can start plotting around with that defense. And I think the whole – that's what I wrote about, the whole strategy. It wasn't even that I – mean, I talked to Steve afterwards about the adjustments. It was all for the defense. But, you know, what, what did Steph say after game one? We scored enough to win this game. They scored 108. What have they scored tonight? 107. 107. Yeah, I no. mean, it's just like, it, it was right. I mean, I, at that time, I wasn't like, I, was like mm, I don't know. He might need to score more against that than, Boston, than, than that against Boston. But he was right when Derek White doesn't hit five threes and, and Al Horford doesn't hit six and Marcus Smart doesn't hit four. And then where they go, like zero, one, and zero in threes, whatever. Al Horford didn't attempt a three. One. And that was a switch. They put Draymond on. Jalen Brown, as Slater why said, they he should start the first possession the way they did. I don't Wasn't know that exactly. Weird? Was I don't idea. know why, but I think it's funny. I wrote about the first possession. I don't know if it was like some statement needed to be made, but the funny Draymond part of put on, they put Draymond was on horror horror for just well, the well, well, what was funny about it is like to me, and this is what I wrote about. Like literally, I would say probably the lasting image of Game One internally with the Warriors is that first Al Horford three where Draymond Green goes, "Nah, I'm good." Go ahead, shoot that right there. Like, I'm going to stay 12 feet away from this 46% playoff three-point shooter. And he hit it. And that kind of, you know, that's what they kept talking about. Like, we just were giving them too much. And the funny part is, the first possession of game one, Al Horford sitting in the same spot. And Draymond, for, you know, he just rips at his at dribble and takes a gets a jump ball. And it was weird because it was like, why was he on Horford? You thought about that for a second. And then it was like, okay, he is on Brown. As we all, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, know, but the funny thing is, well, I don't know why he was, but he made, like, it felt like a statement play. Like, Let me get one possession yeah, on yeah, him. Yeah, give me one. He will not make a three. In fact, I will tie him up. But I do think it's – we've all noticed Draymond's best on the guys who are playmakers. He wants to be in the middle. As Kerr told me afterwards, like, you always put Draymond in on the fray. Now, I don't know why he didn't Except in game one. game one. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. happened on game one. But game two, and he's going to be sticking on either Brown or Tatum. It's just the way it's best for him. You put and Clay is better off playing big men right now. That's just he's be- like Horford tried to post him the one time and got nothing out of it. And I was like, saying, the Warriors would love to keep on doing that. By the way, keep on Horford doing is over two posting up Splash Brothers in yeah, this series. That's right. <laughs> Steph played great defense, by the way. Like, like every part of the explanation to me for this game. Following what Steph said after game one, it was they just had to tighten up that defense. They could not give Derek White a, a, a set shot three pointer. Uh, and they gave him like one. And Marcus Smart and Horford. And even, I mean, Tatum made, a, made six threes. I think he was just, he was shooting the ball great from three. But like, that's how you get the Celtics into an offensive flow. They're not a great offensive team, they were a great defensive team. You've got, you can't let them get this other thing going because they're going to be tough to score on no matter what. The Warriors scored great third quarter, but it's, it's hard to score. Uh, 108 it might be a lot for them in this series. 107 tonight. In Boston, it's going to be even harder. For What I wrote about, what I talked about, was like everything was defense intensity. That's Draymond is always the lead of that. I don't want to just write about that, but it was they put him on Jalen Brown and that's what started it. GP2 playing ahead of pool. He clearly played ahead of pool tonight. Played six more minutes than him going into the fourth quarter. That's when the game was on the line. Like all their decisions, except for Bielitsa, maybe. Although he played good defense too. Be, uh, Bielitsa has <laughs> been like great defensively all playoffs. Like he he got a stop on Tatum yeah, tonight. Yeah, he's he's been, unbelievable. 
And he locked up Luca already. Yeah, uh, remember Jokic in the first round? Jokic he had some moments. Right. This yeah. is impressive. And so that's what I think what makes him comfortable about playing him. Might not make the three, you know. I think they're pretty much understand that. But he but moves the ball. He moves it. Yeah, yeah, they have to guard him. He moves the ball. He can cut to the rim. Might not make it, but he can do that. And he can go in transition. And he can, yeah. There's like there's things he can do. And if he can hold up defensively, then they could get play him for four six minutes at a time. But other than that, like you would talk about strategic, because you know I love talking about it in rotation and everything. Every strategic decision they made, which worked tonight, was about upping the defense the defensive physicality and they all played crazy i mean they played crazy physical tonight you could have called them for a lot more fouls they didn't blow the whistle like that uh, and that was to their advantage i think now the celtics are going to do the same thing in game three and we'll see what the, the warriors answer to that is but it was a physical physical i mean draymond was crazy out there for a lot of it and that's okay he didn't get thrown out he didn't foul out and he just almost tore, got thrown almost out. almost got thrown out probably would have been thrown out of a regular season game but uh, he didn't, and it worked for them. There was another adjustment, though. Um, they went heavy, heavy, pick and roll, heavy. Third quarter was all put the ball in Curry's hands. Uh, a lot of ISO. You know, obviously transition was what they really want. But uh, I was looking on Synergy, and they were already, I think he had like six, seven or eight pick and rolls in the third quarter. He had 12 all of game one. So they were just decided, like, look, and, and the odd choice, I would have thought they would have put Robert Williams in a pick and roll. Like, his knee just, like, it keeps falling on the baseline. Like, <laughs> like I still block know. shots. Yeah, yeah, right. But He's it's like, insane, by the way. Robert Williams unbelievable. is. Unbelievable. Did you see that Marcus Smart, like, crashed into his knee? Like, I saw the replay. He, like, literally. I thought he was out. He crashed into his knee, like, hard. And he's down on the ground, and he gets back up, and he, like, snaps his knee back into place, and then <laughs> he he's, he's playing again. Like, was, was that the next good. possession where Wiggins went up after offensive rebound, and he just spiked it? Yeah. And it, but Some he, of his jump and he landed on one leg. He jumped and landed on the same leg. Like, so I thought because of that they would put him out there. But Curry prefers Al Horford. He was going at Horford out there. They didn't try. They weren't trying to get Not only prefers, but so there was a weird – it was like 845. I remember I marked it down in the third quarter where it, some – the ball went out of bounds, and it seemed like they were trying to get Clay going. Clay had just hit a shot, and it seemed like Marcus Smart was like, hey, "Like, let me take Clay for a possession and try to shut this down." So he switches off Clay, and they actually put Al Horford on Steph to start the possession on an inbound, and Steph got an easy pullback three on it. And then the next possession down, he was ca- what you're saying is right. He was calling Al Horford out because he wanted the high screen, he wanted the switch, led to another bucket and. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more. I think they're more comfortable doing that when they know the other team's switching a lot more. I do think they've. It's it's very clear that there's one player on this team who moves the Celtics defense enough to make it matter, right? Like the rest of them, they're doing their things and everybody's staying home. Like when it's Jordan Poole, everybody's staying home. Like if he beats his man, it's barely, and also the rim protection is there. Like Steph is the one who's making them all move in a way that you got to do something. So some of those drives, uh, you know, they're passing around the the snapshot online of all the four Boston players around him, and he drops it off to Looney. Like they got to have that because the defense is too good in the half court. If they're not getting out in transition, it's just a lot to ask Clay to go one on. Like it's just not working, you know. They're they're, they're too good for looks. It. Clay's not getting looks. I mean, 
a lot of that is because they're really good defensive players. I don't. He's he's not finding the right spot. And yesterday he talked about it. he's got to shoot more. I'm one of the greatest shooters who ever there ever was, which I agree with. But he's got to be open. He's kind of shooting contested shots. I get it. He wants to try to pressure the defense. There was at least six shots tonight where you're like, oh, that's yeah, not. A good it was shot. tough. I mean, I there mean, were some lean, wild lean shots. Lean right? shot. Yeah, he was. But I get he's trying to get himself going. You know, he wants to feel like this is he's moving the defense too. He's being a help to, to Steph, and, and it didn't happen tonight. It didn't happen in game one. I mean, you know, he's he's due. He had a couple big shots. He hit the three. That was like the back backbreaker. But uh, it doesn't feel like he's got anything open. And maybe that's part of the Celtics, you know, scheme. Like they were just not going to let Clay go. Well, and they're they're also just like huge, and they're really good everywhere. Like you know who was awesome defensively? Like Derek White was everywhere. I was like, geez, this guy's like an elite defender, and it's like he's the fourth in their wave of elite defenders. Where obviously Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year, he's made some plays in this series that are just, I mean, they're just insane. Yeah. He just from takes the, guard. the ball away. Yeah. He just takes the ball away from guys. Uh, and then obviously Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum like can clearly hold their own, and then you know have to have White as like another guard. Like you can have four of those guys on the floor at the same time. Man, I like Grant Williams, man. He comes in, he's a pesky dude. He's in the way. He's super physical. Like I like I like what he can do. He's, they probably should keep him away from Curry because he, he he's dying on the screens. <laughs> like the, the, a lot of those are him, but. I, they they have a lot of dudes, man. Like, has have we seen a non-big put Jordan Poole lay up to the glass like that? Like Derek White did. I mean, like Jaron Jackson, but not like another guard yeah. where he's driving. Like those dudes. Dallas didn't have those guys pinning. Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> it's just so different than the Dallas. So it's so different. Uh, but it's you know it's great. It's it's bringing you know some of the best and toughness. Uh, out of the Warriors, and they're going to need to keep playing this high level. Like they got to play this hard the rest of the way. Can't are they capable of it? We'll see. I mean, it was something you know you don't know till you see it, and they did it tonight. But and we know they can do this. That's one thing I wrote. Like they've done this before. Like they've had to summon something within them to come back in a series, uh, and they usually play better late in a series than they do early in a tough series. But you know. It, can they keep doing it at this at this time against a Boston team? And but the other question is, can Boston and then raise their game? We don't know. That's what we don't know. We know the Warriors can. We don't know that the Celtics can in this at this level, uh, which makes this a fantastic series. L- let me ask you about Peyton because I mean I think you were understandably skeptical just about I like just wanted to see him shoot and practice like one time. And so he was very rarely did it. He, very hit, rarely. he hit a three to end. The, the pregame warm-ups. Yes. He, yeah. They were like, do him and Kaminga yeah. do the thing where they, like, head the ball, headed the ball to each other back and forth, and then he shot it and hit a three. But his reaction was almost like he didn't expect to make it. He was, <laughs> like, he, he was shooting some air balls. That's, I mean, there's no question. Uh, but that's okay. You know, listen, he was out. It's tough. He hasn't had any game action. Uh, who knows? And those free throws were a little shaky. <laughs> well, I mean, just – he enters, and you don't know, you know, it's like how how trusting of that elbow is he. He gets out in transition and, like, gets kind of, what, undercut? He just got, like, kind of fouled pretty hard. He fell on that left elbow. Like he said post game, he kind of, like, tucked and rolled, protected a little bit. But you're like, geez, like, you know, to even put yourself in that type of danger considering, you know, the state of his elbow. And then he misses both free throws, as you said, felt a little uncomfortable, but hits the corner three. Uh, and you know, to me, that's that just was a, for TK, yeah, baby. It was, right? That was for TK. Um, you know, the Celtics are 
defending him with Al Horford. So they were not expecting him to shoot very much, I'll put it that way. Well, the big thing for you know, and Marcus mentioned it earlier, but, like, it's not even just, like, obviously he can get in the dunker spot, catch and dunk, but he's a really good tight window passer down there. Like, he will, like, DQ up and then pass to the other guy. I just... Uh, I guess from your perspective, like just what does he do to this series? To me, he just unlocks so much. He does, and, and, and takes some of the responsibility of Tatum off of Wiggins, which I think is a lot to put on a guy. It's to put on anybody. And also, you know, I think the Warriors are hoping Wiggins scores some. And, it, it, and you can just put five minutes, eight minutes at a time, whatever it is, and say you don't have to guard this guy. Either rest or you're guarding somebody else. And I think that is going to help Wiggins. Uh, and I think it – it does screw around with the Celtics a little bit on the other side because, like, how do you like? We've seen teams like, how do you guard Peyton? Like, he's what? What, what position is he playing? Who do we put on him? And they have yeah. him as the high screener somehow. You know, you mentioned the pick and rolls. Like Peyton was the screener in some of the pick and, and rolls. And then they're yeah, deathly afraid of him being diving, to, you know, for for a lob because he has that ability. So. It's like some of the things we've talked about, Kaminga, right? I mean, like put a pressure on the rim, and it, it's amazing. It's a six foot four guy, but it is. Now, the Celtics will make adjustments. They can figure some things out. But um, it just, just the ability to get into people. Like, the referees let him – like, they like they let Draymond, let, let Marcus Smart, they let him get into guys when you wouldn't – you know, a normal player would probably get a foul call many of those times. Peyton just gets into somebody, swipes around, boom, 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 like getting the hand on the ball. Uh, and that's important when you're playing this team and you've got those two – two playmakers just slow them down like where they don't like they don't really want to go at that guy and that's another one where some of those other guys they're going yeah i want to go with that guy and that guy and that guy you need a couple guys out there they do not want to go after or get switched on to and he's one of those guys he's gonna play a lot obviously we yeah. played a ton tonight and he's gonna he's gonna play a lot well, that's the thing. To me, like, what Peyton is is not news to any of us. We know who Gary Payton II is. We've seen it all season. The news is, you know, as of yesterday, they're like, well, we can kind of only play him selectively. And then suddenly tonight, 25 minutes to the point you're like, right, 28 minutes, rest of the series. I mean, you got to play him 28 minutes. Like, that's huge. Like, that's a huge change of what we thought he could be in this series, just from a usage standpoint. What was, what was wild was, man, that was quite an ovation when he came in like like clay's return obviously was the biggest we've seen here i mean a non-starter that's gotta be the biggest well, ovation for a non-starter the pump fake he called it where remember when yeah, steve he, kerr was like hey like he oh, thought he was yeah, coming yeah, in yeah, and the yeah, crowd yeah. was like ah and then ah oh, and then it was like a minute later but. and he came in with pool and it was yep. like, yeah, that wasn't for Jordan. He's taking some pool minutes. There's no question. That's like when we start talking about is pool, how necessary, what are they going to do? Now, offensively, they're going to need them. I mean, they're just all. But if they, if, they can, if they can get some minutes where it's just defense and he can still be threatening on, on the offensive side, those minutes are pulls minutes. I think he's a yeah. good offensive player. Like yeah. Peyton really helps them offensively. There's times where like outlet, as a, yeah, as a, he's an outlet. He's not a playmaker. I mean, as we keep going I mean, through, like, he's not a playmaker. This is, but this is gonna sound weird, but like he's doing more offensively for them right now than Clay is easily. Yeah, like, I mean, defense doesn't react to him, you know, and they, you know, they don't have to put the same kind of player on him. But tonight it was very effective, no question about it. Uh, he plays like this. We'll see. We'll see. But. Um, I think they, they, Boston. I mean, we've 
what have we heard about Boston? They can play great, and they can play not so great. They can play great, and they play not so great. They play great in the fourth quarter of game one. Incredible. And tonight, I, I don't... The turnovers, what, yeah, what, 18 turnovers. I mean, they were Warriors-like. They were just fumbling around. Now, some of that was Warriors just swiping at the ball. Looney, my God, he was just taking the ball away from Lo- people. Looney Jeez. picked Tatum at, like, 40 <laughs> feet from the hoop. That's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were just, like, determined to reach in for the ball. Like, that was the whole... Like, yeah. we're going to go... You better protect the ball. And even if you do, we're still going to try to grab it. And they just, like, plucked the ball. And they know Boston is... You know, a little susceptible to that. They, they turn the ball over. They're a little loose. Brown and Tatum, for sure. And just try to just swipe at it. And L- Looney was fantastic. Steph was, again, I said it before, Steph was incredible on defense tonight. Like, I think they had 15 steals as a team. Yeah, it just, it's there for them. Again, Boston's going to be harder those two games. But I do think defense is how they're going to win it. They're going to win it through defense. And that's where, again, GP2 is, is a big player for it. So maybe Poole. I mean, can they win this series without Poole playing a major role? Anthony Slater? Um, I mean, depends on how you define major. I mean, I think he's going to get his 20-something minutes. I thought it was interesting tonight. So Poole, really bad the first half. Like, actively destructive. Uh, he's so frustrated, you could tell that he's yelling at refs. He keeps getting his shot blocked. He keeps trying to drive. And, like, you know, he's just coming up short he's over dribbling he has the situation with Derek White was almost a technical I was almost surprised they rescinded that uh, with the thing in the corner gets pulled with 10 minutes left or like you know nine minutes left in the second quarter and it was like definitely like all right he needs to sit on the bench the rest of the half and then you know doesn't start the third quarter doesn't come in till a minute 30 left in the third quarter so he basically sat almost for like a half a game and it almost felt like a you know, they call it in baseball, like, the mental break. You give the position guy a day off when he slump, and it kind of felt like that. And I was wondering if Kurt was even going to go back from just, you know, they were playing well, the third quarter was going well. You didn't know how, you know, if you could trust Poole. And then he comes out, and I thought he gave him those last 90 seconds of the third, like, hey, he needs a little bit of a test drive before the fourth starts, and you need to know how quick to go back to Curry. And then suddenly he goes, patient drive, perfect bounce pass, the loony dunk. Comes off a screen, hits a three, and then obviously has the shot of the night, the 42-foot, like, step back, buzzer beater. Uh, and then, you know, you're wondering, we know who Poole is as an offensive player. Like, you know, he just needs that, and suddenly he's back. His confidence is back. He had a great fourth. He finishes with five threes. And I thought the most important Poole shot of the night, at least for me, was comes off a high screen in the fourth quarter. Horford's in drop. In the first half, he's trying to attack downhill. He's frantic. He's trying to get to the rim. Took the mid-range. 16-footer. And it's like, that's maybe he's learning, but that's the shot against Boston for him. And to me, if like he was more patient in the second half. And if he is patient, he's a 20-something minute per, per game player and, and will be better for them. I think it's tough to know because they're going to Boston and the road is always tough. But there's a chance he might have found something. Uh, that drive you're talking about where he jumped off to Looney, it was I think it was Pritchard. But he didn't do all of the cross, uh, cross, cross. He was like, head down, drive. Come on, make a get play. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm in my bag. I do, I, do, <laughs> I do think there's a couple of matchups he could kind of take advantage of. He probably shouldn't be trying to take Marcus Smart or You're Derek not. White off the dribble. But if he gets a couple of guys on him, uh, then he can, he can do it. I think he's figuring that out. But, man, the mid-range, it's, it's right there. You're dribbling to the rim, and they're waiting for you, and they're, they're blocking your shot. It's right there. If he figures that out, like like you said, what's the definition of a major role? I don't think we're going to see Jordan Poole from 
the first three games of the first two series. How about the first there? round where they're like, you know, Steph, you could stay on the bench. Okay. Shorter yeah, pool, yeah, yeah, God. Nah, we won't see that. But if he can, if he can be a playmaker, I mean, we're we're game two in, and you're already seeing them having to run the offense through Steph a lot. You know that. They were ready to play Steph a bunch of minutes. Like you can see that at some point they need somebody else to be able to create a shot. <laughs> and that's that's Jordan Poole. It's been Jordan Poole all year. And maybe he doesn't do it for these huge stretches. Maybe you don't say Steph go chill in the corner because we got JP. But you could look at tonight being a confidence builder where he could be like, all right, all right, all right, I'm 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 cool now. I'm good. Of course, he can go into Boston and he could look terrible again, but but he saw some shots go in and he just looked way more comfortable well, and just, not rushed. Just trust the jumper to me. Like he's got like this series for him is a jumper series. I know he's been what he's done in the playoffs, particularly against Dallas and Denver at the rim was huge. But this just we've seen it. This ain't an at the rim series for him. They are getting everything that he's taken to the rim, and it's. You know, especially like they need his offense because I, I'm sure a clay big game is somewhere within this series. Maybe it is a game six just because it's like a cheat code for him. But this series is very difficult for clay, I think. I mean, just the, you know, I just think the they're going at a higher speed than he can go at, and and, and they're long. And you know, when Clay's trying those mid range, he's they're closing in on him. Like there's something going on there. He's doing the lead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're just like all over him, and they're helping. And uh, it's been tough. He's, he can he can have a big game. We know we know he could, but um, it's been tough for Clay. And it's I mean Wiggins. You know, can't I mean he's not really taking that many shots. But I don't know if this is going to be a big offensive series for Wiggins. So that puts it all on three zero. 3-0, and he was there tonight. And Looney, 6-6, 12 <laughs> points. Those little duck-ins, the pumps. He, Looney's doing his thing. You could, I, he's the only guy who could score at the rim. The clay layups. Are like, you know, the Jordan Poole layups, he's trying to sneak it over the rim, and they, like, get it right before he does. The clay layups are like, open under, and he's throwing it, like, high off the glass. Not, <laughs> hitting, not hitting the rim. Yeah. Yeah. He had one earlier where he, like, he like actually blew by. Jalen Brown, and it was Horford there, and he got around Horford. He gave him a little finger roll. I was like, "How do you miss that one? Like, you should have just dunked it." I don't. That's another thing. It's, it's gonna be tough to see Warriors dunks. Like, it's Looney pump faking, but some of that stuff, them driving. You, you're not seeing Draymond go coast to coast and dunk. You're not seeing him turn them dribble handoffs into a dunk. Like they've got, Wiggins they've got some Luca's head in it. Exactly, right. that's not happening. Well, Wiggins tried a couple times tonight, and Robert Williams was <laughs> just. Well, he, tried, he, had that, he had that tip try last game, and Robert Williams said, "Nope." Like, like those there, aren't available. There it's was the one point you could tell, like Robert Williams was wearing on Wiggins a little bit. It was after he got like a second really good offensive rebound, got it spiked out of bounds, and he was just like, "What the? Who what the you? hell?" <laughs> He, it's, they're such aggressive blocks too. It's yeah, not like he's dropping. He's like devouring the ball. Like he, it's crazy. He can barely walk, and then suddenly he's like twelve feet above the rim, smothering everything. It's crazy. And I think part of the reason that Steph is going is picking Horford instead of Robert Williams. Robert Williams blocked a step three. three. Yeah, he can get to that three. Yeah. Uh, I do think that's a big deal. Like that, he he can jump even even with one knee, and he's got that reach. But it's a throbbing knee. I'm telling you, man, that thing keep pop. It feel it just, it just he'll like he'll like 
like grab his knee, start shaking it, and then he'll start walking again. Like, dude, what did you just do? <laughs> like, it's, is that a real shot. knee? <laughs> go block a shot. Go block a shot. Uh, that dude is crazy. This is going to be a long series, right? I mean, it's going to be a long series. It's going to be uh, uh, really hard back and forth. There's going to be some words. There's probably going to be some skirmishes like we saw a little bit tonight. Um, and I just like, just brace for it. I think the Warriors are kind of have to brace for it. They get it. This is no one's winning in five. No one might win in six. This might come back here for seven. Um, and this is going to be one of the more impressive. If the Warriors get through, this is going to be one of the more impressive. Given their rostered level, given where they're at, you know, the, the foundational guys in age, this might be their most impressive championship if they get it. Like how good the Celtics yeah, yeah. are. This yeah. might be their most impressive uh, if they get it championship because – 15 they were all were young they blew through it was a great lebron but they they were just this young team everything going they lose in 16 they get durant in 17 and 18 don't want to say that was easy but they had durant uh they lose in 19 this one if they get through boston given everything that we know about this warriors team might be the most impressive one of them all if they do it and if they do, it'll be because of Nemanja Bjelica saves them again, Six again. Five rebounds Woo. and a big minutes for Bjelica. They were just facts. They were minus one in the non-Steph minutes to start to start the second quarter. Uh, that's pretty important. They were like what up? No, up one, and they go t- and when Steph comes back at eight eleven, and they're tight. That's a win for them. That is a freaking win for them. And Bjelica was a big part of that. A bigger playoff impact than Jonas Yerebko, Omri <laughs> Kaspi, Keith Young. This is more like DeMarcus Cousins y, right? DeMarcus Cousins had a good game too yeah. in the finals. Yeah. Had a couple That's moments. D- did it a little differently yeah, I mean, than Nemenya. If they could be like Bielitsa can play defense, jeez, I mean that opens He's up. He's been so like much legitimately yeah. like helpful defensively. Yeah. Like big tips, balls, like you know, fights in one on one situations. He's learning from Looney. Yeah. Right, he plays yeah. like Lou. He yeah. stays down. Yeah. Like he doesn't move like too fast. He gets these wings on, on the switches, and he does not get blown by. In which we have seen him get blown by by everybody during the regular season, and we're not seeing it now. Full credit to him. Full it, credit to him. It seems like every defensive possession is just like absolutely exhausting for him. By the end, he like tips it over to himself, gets it, and he's like, <sighs> "Here you go, Steph." And you know, and he's like, "Man, that was rough." But he completes it. Uh, you know, it's been interesting. Two good finals crowds, I thought. Sunday night helps for, for people being in their seats. But even the uh, Thursday night one, like people were in their seats by 6 p.m. This has been two that really good. That third quarter was pretty lit. That was, a, that, that was a moment for Chase, right? Especially when Steph hit that second three. Like, that was crazy. And then, obviously, when Poole hits the buzzer beater from 43 feet, that's where it was like, oh, okay. You got, you, Chase showed up a little bit, but you know, that's what they've been saying. You got to get, got to create the moments. You got to create the moments to be authentically, you know, your own dope stadium. And tonight was one of the moments. By the way, they grow $16 million for this one, and they're guaranteed a third home game to grow 16. Now, I've also, I've heard since I've been writing that it's actually significant, might be significantly more than 16. I'll stick with 16, but uh, that's a lot of money. Pouring in here. This now, this win guarantees that they're going to get at least three home games in all four series. Yeah, you know? That's right. That's right. Um, I think they're going to be over 100 with this game right in there. Uh, 
gross for the for the for the postseason. So, so you're saying they've covered the Uber expense from last year? <laughs> well, they only get a third of that. But well, you know that's thirty. Else? That's thirty million dollars. They, they've whatever. they've made a whole bunch of money in these playoffs. But if they're going to retain this core, let's go through it. Uh, Kevon Looney may have made some more money in these playoffs. Yes. Gary Payton the second may have made some more money in these playoffs. Jordan Poole may have made some more money in these playoffs. Andrew Wiggins may have made some more money in these playoffs. Uh, making a lot of money. But uh, this is not this roster. If you want to keep it somewhat intact, is going you know to how you cost make a lot. money in the future. Keep you winning. keep winning. That's the whole thing. That's the whole engine is you got to keep winning. They did not win for two years. They did not have that engine going. Now they're winning. That money's coming in. Hundred and two million, hundred four million, whatever it is, they're going to gross this postseason. You take. You just keep pouring it in, and that's how you make the next year and the next year and the next year. So, uh, I, I again, they may not resign all those guys, but. They're going to resign. Raise the salary cap because they're, yeah, they're going to push the, the BR, BRI number up, and, that, and that's how they're going to keep them. And Pool's contract doesn't actually go up till the year after next. Uh, Wiggins is not a free agent until after that, so uh, I could see most of these guys returning. I could see most of them returning. We'll, we'll see, but um, the the way they do it is by making the money they're making, and it's the ticket price. I mean, I've, have you seen some of the ticket prices? I've seen some of it. It's yeah. unbelievable. To, crazy. Yeah. to get in the building, the uh, game one I saw was six hundred seventy. To get it, like worst like seat in the stadium, like seven something today. Average price ticket price seventeen hundred dollars. Like it's it's just incredible. I mean, it is. I mean, that's some of them are like you know eight thousand dollars. I'm sure, but it's no one's ever seen ticket prices like this. It's just this is unbelievable. But. They're, you know, people are going to buy them because this is it's, this is the thing to see. And that the way they keep that going is by keeping their best players. That's why they're probably going to keep all of them, at, most of them. All right. Well, we will talk to you from Boston. Y'all ready to fly to Boston? This is be I'm going pretty soon, so I'm getting ready to go. All right. Well, we will talk to you. It is a Wednesday night, Friday night, game three, game four. It's going to be interesting there. I mean, they're going to bl- get blown out one of them. I think we. I mean, Tim, have you ever covered a finals game at the at the Garden? I have not. I have not. This will be unique. We'll see. I've heard it's a good place. I've heard like, I've covered games oh, there, but I've not covered big finals. I've heard it's it's good for the moment. It's good for the scene. So when Chase is still kind of learning how to do that, although it was better today, right? Than it was game one. I, I think thought it was good. Um, game one was a little just for our purposes was a little tight and unstructured. This was better. So maybe we just have to roll into this for, for Chase first finals games. But I've heard uh, TD Garden's well, – no, it's not TD Garden anymore. It is. It's oh, it's TD Garden. Yeah. I've heard it's pretty good. All right, we'll talk to you from TD Garden.